David Wildstein. I have become a big fan of David Wildstein. I always knew who David Wildstein was. I thought, okay, that's a smart guy. He's accomplished a lot in politics. He's a little bit controversial, which I kind of like. But since he has been the host of the New Jersey Globe Power Hour, I listen transfixed each week, and I wonder, how does he get these guests How does he get these guests to keep making this much news? And how does one person know so much about Garden State politics? And I am just thrilled that he's occasionally agreed to uh, come on early on the radio with us. David, thanks so much for joining me. Good morning, Frank. How are you? And congrats on the ratings. I heard your great news. Oh, well, thank you. Well deserved. Thank you very much. I I appreciate that. And uh, and, uh, I uh, I, am honored to call you a colleague. Sincerely. David, um, now you are the editor of the New Jersey Globe. That's sort of become New Jersey's go-to political publication, whereas other New Jersey publications are uh, sort of a shell of their former selves. They're laying off staff. They're merging with other papers. They're doing less and less political coverage. seems like the New Jersey Globe is only expanding its reach and its, uh, and its volume of coverage. Before we get into this fascinating murder plot. Um, talk to me about what's happening with gerrymandering. One of the things we're seeing in the the red states, Republican-led states, is the red states are about to become a whole lot redder because Republican legislatures are redrawing the lines to allow more Republicans to get elected. Here in New York, the Democrats are doing the exact opposite. Uh, they may, through gerrymandering, cost the Republicans three, maybe even more, congressional seats. What's the situation like in New Jersey, where there's also a Democratic legislature? So in Jersey, we have a, an, a commission uh, of six Democrats and six Republicans. They draw the commission together when they can't agree. They each – and by the way, I should start out, Frank, by saying it's a mess. That What happened there was, was an absolute mess. Uh, but they, they put in – Two names to be the tiebreaker. Uh, the Supreme Court in New Jersey picked uh, the Democratic name, a former 79-year-old retired justice who, who uh, I think, I think, I think, totally screwed up the entire system. He he put in a map that uh, that that just didn't make sense from some of the own things he was saying. I mean, he's a, a guy who who just. Wasn't really negotiating. He said, all right, you do your map, you do your map, and I'll pick one. And he picked the Democratic map. And if you remember, the first map he picked, the first time he actually voted on this, he sits in this in this meeting and, and essentially, I think he threw up on his shoes. He says, "The I'm picking the Democratic map because the Republican map won last time, and it's the Democrats' turn. Wow. I mean, just and people from both sides, their jaws just dropped, and they're they're thinking this guy was a Supreme Court justice, and these are his reasons. So the the Chief Justice, I, I guess he agreed with that. He looked at it and he 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 said, you know, Mr. Justice Wallace, you need to amplify your reasons for picking it. Come back to us in a week and give us better reasons. And you know, and I'm I'm sure, by the way, Frank, that's the same treatment you and I and everybody else here would get. Right. You make a mistake. You totally screw something up. And, and be, they, they come back and say, well, why don't you take another shot? Why don't you amplify your reasons? Maybe 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 figure out a better way to get yourself out of that trouble. So he came back and he amplified and he he, he didn't do a very good job with that either. He just said, well, you know, my reason for picking is because I like the Democratic map better. Would he have had the option to sort of have uh a, a a third map, sort of a third way, a compromise between the Democratic map and the Republican map. 
Sure. I mean, I've been I've been doing this a long time. This is my fifth decade of of redistricting in New Jersey, and I've seen that tactic over and over. The the tiebreaker says, well, I'm going to draw my own map, and I'm going to see if I can get one side or the other to support me. And sometimes they even use it as a leverage for the two sides to get together and pick something. And, and the result of this map, there were there were four congressional seats, and you you know this better than I do, Frank. Four seats is a lot when you're only five seats out from a majority. And there were four seats that that over the last 10 years have been in play. The Democrats have picked them up. This could be a bad year for them. Historically, the president's party loses seats in their congressional elections. And what they wound up doing with this map is they, they screwed over one Democrat. And by screwing over one Democrat and taking the, you know, they may be taking this map from 10-2 Democrat to 9-3, giving Republicans a seat, but the result may be that the other three seats are not winnable for Republicans anymore. Uh, so they are, it's, it's interesting. So which Democrats district is getting screwed? Tom Malinowski, and he's running against Tom Kane Jr. I see. Tom had been the, the Senate minority leader in New Jersey for about 12 years. He's been, the, been in the legislature for 20. His dad was governor. And just so folks are, are clear on what's going on, this the elections that take place this year will take place under the new lines uh, with uh, three possibly right-leaning districts and nine heavily left-leaning districts. Yes, yes. And, and it's they used a group called the Princeton Gerrymandering Group. Uh, this is supposed to be a group that watches out for gerrymandering. And, and you know, it's, it's, by the way, a great example of what happens when you take a group of academics whose job across the country is they wait until somebody passes a map and then they come in and they inspect it. They, they decide, well, okay, we're going to review your map and we're going to give you a grade. And you put these professors now in a room in New Jersey and you say, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to let you make the sausage instead of you commenting, holding your nose, saying it's really disgusting how that sausage is getting made. We'll let you come in and we'll let you make it. And you know what they did? They 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 put in a, a map that was gerrymandered. They they drew they they participated in a project that, that where where towns were where they shouldn't be, and they made mistakes. And and you know I'll give you one mistake is they they at the end of the day they took one town. It was Caldwell, New Jersey. And they put it in a district with Newark and East Orange and Elizabeth, and they didn't mean to put Caldwell. They meant to put West Caldwell. They made a mistake. They oh, all right. And now what what happens with the state legislative district lines? Are, the, are we going to see any market difference in those lines, be, being they uh, becoming more Democrat, more Republican? Yeah, that one, that one too is a mess, but, you know, it wouldn't be New Jersey if it wasn't a mess. <laughs> uh, there, there is a bipartisan panel. Another judge appointed as the tiebreaker, a guy named Phil Karchman. From everything I hear from both parties, good guy, really diligent, trying to avoid some of the mistakes that were made at the congressional level. Uh, but the big news last week in New Jersey is Steve Sweeney, the, the former Senate president, a man who was uh, uh, the second most powerful elected official in the state. He had been Senate president for 12 years. If you remember, he lost his own state Senate seat last November. Right. You, blo- you a, broke that story with me. Uh, yeah, to a, yeah, yeah. Early in the morning. I mean, it was it, he, he, he took his eye off the ball and a truck driver named Ed Durr, who spent about $2,000, beat him. And 
And Sweeney's never been, despite all the power, never really been the most popular guy among a, a big segment of the Democratic Party. So this last week, uh, the Democrats dumped Sweeney from the commission. They said, "Yeah, you know, you're 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 a has been. We don't want you anymore." Wow. Is essentially what they said, and they they took his seat away from him. He went to court yesterday, and and a judge agreed with the uh, the Democrats and said, "No, Sweeney, you're gone. You know, there's they can they can fire you. You're an at will appointee." Wow. I mean, I, I'll tell you, and you've reported that he may still be a gubernatorial candidate in 2025. Uh, so I'm sure if he ends up winning, uh, he's going to have some scores to settle. But let me ask you this about is Jersey, by the way, there's, if you don't have scores to settle, <laughs> why run for the office? Right? <laughs> well, let me ask you about one of the fascinating, most fascinating stories in New Jersey. And I think probably the whole country. And that is the situation involving Sean Cattle. Now, uh, before we get into the latest news with Sean Cattle, who was or who is Sean Cattle? What did we know about him? What was his history in New Jersey? So Sean Cattle was a low-level Democratic operative. Uh, he he was he was this this guy who came in and, and turned out voters and made deals and 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 won some some school board races in Elizabeth and a couple other local races. But but as consultants go, you know, people knew who he was, but. But nothing of any 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 uh, rank or, or or stature. Okay, so then the news comes uh, from the U.S. attorney that Cattle actually pled guilty to one count of murder for hire, having hired two people to kill a former associate. Now, this is an amazing story. Why would a political consultant? Hire anybody to kill anybody. What do we know about the people involved here and what happened, David? Yeah, and I think, by the way, the, what we don't know would, you know, would, would stop a moving train mm. right now. Uh, the U.S. attorney knows. They know what's going on. They're playing this out on their own schedule, but they're, they're leaving a lot for the imagination. This guy, this guy went before a federal judge last week, and he, he pled guilty to hiring a hitman to murder a guy named Michael Galdieri from Jersey City. Uh, Michael Galdieri, also in politics, low-level operative. His dad was, I mean, I knew his dad. His dad was a state senator from Jersey City for, for, for a little while. Galdieri was a, uh, was a Republican? He was a Democrat. Okay, so this is a Democrat-on-Democrat political murder. Murder, yeah. And and what what we don't know is... Is was this a grievance between Cattle and Galdari, and Galdari wanted him killed, or is it bigger than that? And I'll, I'll take it. I can tell you personally, I don't think you go. I don't think a judge hears a guilty plea on a murder and says, "All right, you know what? We're going to put an ankle bracelet on you, stick around your house, and we'll get back to you." Typically, in a murder, they they remand you to prison immediately when you 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 admit your guilt. So it's causing a lot of people to think that cat, the grievance that got Michael Galdieri murdered may not have been Cattle's grievance; it may have been somebody else. And, and Cattle was circulating among all these different Republican circles. And then you've got this new John Sheridan twist to it that just just blows everybody's mind. So now, not Cattle uh, has pled guilty 
but also the hitman himself that carried out the murder at Cattle's behest has also pled guilty? Yeah, he's he's appeared and and he uh, he has indicated his guilt. There's a uh, guy named George Bradamus. He's from Connecticut, and he is. Uh, uh, I mean, by the way, this is this is sort of insulting to. You know, there's two things in Jersey, and I, and I hope the tone of mine comes across as being a little sarcastic. But but there's two things New Jerseyans don't go to Connecticut for. You don't go there for your pizza, and and you don't go there to hire a hitman. But. <laughs> But this is what this guy did. He went to Connecticut and he hired a career criminal. And, and this was a bad guy. He's, you know, 74 years old, been in that jail for most of his adult life. And, and he, that's who he hired. And, and what they did is they, they came to Michael Galdieri's apartment and they stabbed him and they set his house on fire. So, wow. Uh, so, okay, uh, the Sheridans. Mark Sheridan is a uh, Republican attorney his parents, John and Joyce, died. And at the time, we were told uh, what about the death of his parents? So originally, and by the way, Mark Sheridan is an attorney at the highest levels of politics. He was, he was Jack Cittarelli's counsel during the last campaign. John Sheridan was commissioner of transportation under Kane, uh, Governor Kane. I mean, a, a sweetheart of a guy, too. Just, a, just an incredible Incredible man. I, I knew him, you know, I first met him in the early 1970s. Uh, the originally the uh, the death was ruled a murder suicide. Uh, they the prosecutor claimed that John Sheridan stabbed his wife and then stabbed himself and set fire to his home. Mm. So what you have here is a stabbing and a fire. So, which is very similar to the circumstances in which Mr. Goldieri was killed. Right, and, and within the span of a couple months. And um, what is Mark Sheridan saying about the possibility of Sean Cattle being involved in his parents' death? So he's he's looking at the similarities. A, a Somebody gets stabbed, and then the house is set on fire, and... They they eventually only because of Mark Sheridan and his brother's dogness did they finally get the the cause of death ruled from suicide for his dad to uh, to undetermined. But this happened in 2014. It's a cold case. Nobody's really been looking at it. And what Mark Sheridan uh, maintains is is he brought in his own pathologist, his own medical examiner, to look at everything after the the Somerset County Prosecutor's Office did. And he found that there were two knives in the area, and and one could have killed his mother, but they didn't find the knife that killed his dad. And, you know, I I think it's, I mean, I'm not a, I'm I'm, I'm not a, a, in law enforcement, and I'm not a lawyer, and I'm not a pathologist, but it, it doesn't make sense to me if you're going to if it's a murder suicide the the weapon doesn't disappear yet nobody found the weapon that killed his father so get this this is the part that i think is is just you know certainly has everybody's imaginations going including mark sheridan and that is that when george bradamus was arrested on bank robbery charges 2 days after his parents murder they found a kitchen knife in the guy's car wow so they want to know, uh, and 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 you know, you think about politics. You you've been you've seen a lot too, Frank. I mean, people make some unreasonable requests. I think this one's entirely reasonable, which is, which is, show me a copy of the knife. Show me a picture of the knife 
that was found in in the hitman's car, the guy who who killed Michael Galdieri at the request of Sean Cattle. And let's look at the map and see if that's the missing. Let's look at the knife and say, is that the missing knife from my parents' kitchen? Um. Last question about this, and it's just such a fascinating uh, case, but one of the many bizarre things about the – and we're talking with David Wildstein. Listen to him Saturday afternoons on the New Jersey Globe Power Hour. Read the New Jersey Globe. It is the go-to political publication for – if you're interested in learning about the bizarre world of uh, New Jersey politics, do check it out, NewJerseyGlobe.com. One of the many bizarre things is the day before his guilty plea – Sean Cattle was still working as a political consultant. Apparently, he had a whole conversation with former state Senator Ray Lesniak about a a forthcoming political uh, venture that they were going to work on together. And he didn't mention, oh, by the way, I'm about to plead guilty to a murder for hire plot. No, I mean, it's that's strange. And you're you know, you're also getting you're getting Ray Lesniak's been around for a while. We don't we don't know. I don't I mean, I, I I'd be. Uh, I, I hope that Ray Lesniak, you know, is 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 being honest about his, you know, his situation here and whether that call really happened. I, th- I think it probably hmm. did, but you know, it, it happens, right? You're you get in you get in trouble and you try. You're in denial and you try and you don't want anybody to know until the schedule goes. So you keep yourself uh, you keep yourself busy. And I think that may have been what he was doing. Interesting. Uh, hey, I got to run, David. Uh, always such a treat to talk with you. I'm going to be listening to you Saturday afternoon and certainly reading uh, the New Jersey Globe on a regular basis.